Hey there, ladies. Welcome back to Being Eve. Today is our very first guest episode of season three, and I so look forward to introducing you all to Miss Deidre Pittman. My conversation with Deidre was so amazing. In fact, I didn't think it was going to start the way that it did. But wow, by the time the conversation ended, I was calling her Mama Deidre, y'all. That's how good it was because she shared so much of her story, so much of her testimony. By the end of the conversation, you'll truly understand why I titled this episode, Is God Be For Us? Because truly, when God is for us, who can be against us? Ladies, I hope your hearts are open to receive. So without further ado, let's jump right into this episode. Welcome to Being Eve. I'm your host, Casey Alexis, and this podcast is designed for the everyday woman who seeks to do more than just survive. You are want to thrive. The goal is to inspire, empower, and encourage you as you find commonalities within my story and the stories of some extraordinary guests. Join me as we dive into this brand new episode. Deidre Pittman is the founder and CEO of Tax Divas LLC a business tax strategist who is passionate about women being more involved in their tax planning, tax preparation, and the operation of their business. Tax Divas offers a menu of tax services to help their clients stay compliant with the IRS. Tax Divas is also a virtual nationwide one-stop shop with their main office located in Tampa, Florida. Deidre trains women across the United States of America to own and operate their own tax business. This is her proudest accomplishment. She loves Jesus, she loves people, and she loves life. Ladies, help me welcome Deidre Pittman. Hi, Deidre. Welcome to Being Eve. Hello. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, I'm so very excited about our conversation today. After reading your questionnaire, I knew this woman of God would be an awesome opportunity to come on this podcast and share your story with the listening audience. I've already introduced you in regards to your formal bio to the audience, so please take this moment right now to tell the ladies who you are who is Deidre who is Deidre wow that is a really great question and you know after um being blessed I am just turned 66 last month and you know what I ask Mm. myself that all the time who is Deidre and you know why I ask myself that because Deidre wants to make sure that she is who God Almighty created her to be sometimes Deidre has to do some self-checks and say wait a minute girl Uh uh-uh wait is that thought of God is that action of God? Are you are you mm. really being, you know, the woman that God wants you to be? Or are you getting ready to operate in the flesh? Everybody that knows me, everybody calls me Mama D, number one. I um, was blessed to give birth to one right. daughter. I have one beautiful daughter, but um, I am Mama D to women across across the world. And um, so therefore, mm. 
God told me, he said, I called you to be Mama D to my daughters. He told me this about um, maybe 10, 10 years ago, maybe. He said, they call you Mama D. He said, but I've called you to be Mama D to my daughters because I know you will protect their hearts and you will protect their spirits and you will never tell them anything that you wouldn't tell Brittany. And Brittany is my own daughter. And God knew that. So I am um, Mama D to many. Can I just yes. stop you right there? So the funny thing is, and this is why God is so awesome, because ladies, prior to us starting this interview, Deidre prayed for me. And as she was praying for me, I heard the Holy Spirit say, this is a mother praying over you. And I'm getting emotional because the fact that you just said that was confirmation as to what I heard. And that's why I began to become so emotional after the prayer, because I truly believe in that anointing over your life, because the Lord just confirmed it and said it as you were praying for me, that this is a mother in the faith praying over you. And I thank you so Praise much for God. doing that. I just have to say that because that's confirmation. Okay. But go ahead okay, and continue telling me. I'm going to try to keep it together because now, you know, I'm over here crying. Okay. I have such a water bag. Okay. Ooh, let me get it together. Okay. But like I said, you know, he's just called me. That That's my call. And you know, the thing about it is now I haven't always been Mama D. You know, I tell him that. I said, you know, just because I'm 66. Mm. But I tell you, I have a powerful testimony because, um, you know, I grew up, you know, an only child. Um, you know, my parents, little princess, anything I wanted, I got it. You know, I, I never really had to struggle in life. And um, and I was spoiled, but I was it was really interesting. A only child spoiled, but I was like a nice kind of a nice spoil. You know, I wasn't the B kind of spoil. You know what I'm saying? I was mm -hmm. a nice spoil, but but you right. know, in growing up, you know, having parents, you know, my mom grew up in, you know, a denominational church. And, you know, as a little girl, I went to church, but, you know, we really didn't know the Lord. We just didn't have that relationship with Jesus. So, right. you know, being 12 years old, going to private school, being very privileged, going up, growing up in Los Angeles, I was introduced to witchcraft and marijuana at the age of 12. So I started dabbling in witchcraft and marijuana at the age of 12 years old. But I tell you, God had a plan because, honey, I got miraculously saved when I was 24 years old. I was miraculously saved. And that's, I'm sharing this because there's somebody out there. I, I don't know if you're a mother or what, but you need to hear this and know that God hears your prayers. And I don't even know who was praying. For, well, I know my mother was, because like I said, we both were in the witchcraft. You know, we were doing that science of mind right. stuff and all that mess. And so we both were in the witchcraft. But my right. mother, one day she just said, you know what? My daughter is just really doing things that she wasn't brought up to do. And my mother went to a church. And they told her, they said, your daughter's under demonic attack. And um, they told my mother what to do. Now, my mother didn't know the Lord either. But my mother came to the Lord mm. right there um, in that place, where she, at that church where she was speaking with the uh, pastor. And um, she came home right. and she said she just started praying for me. And she said, because she said she'd hear voices in my room. Like I'd be in the room and she'd hear voices, horrible voices. And she'd open the door and I'd be in their sleep. Uh, my mother got saved a week before I did and she prayed and God heard her prayers. And when I came to the Lord, the night before I came to the Lord, I never, as long as I live, I was, you know, grew up, like I said, in Los Angeles, you know, Hollywood swinging, you know what I'm saying? And I was in the back of a van and, right. and I saw Satan, Satan manifest. And I was, I was high off of angel dust and the devil came to me and he said, tonight you will spend eternity with me in hell. And as he said that, 
the van mm. that I was in the back of, I was so stoned out of my head. It was riding on the LA freeway. And if you've ever seen the Los Angeles freeway, th those things, the eight lanes, you know, going in one direction. And this, the van veered wow. over onto his, on the right side on his wheels and tossed, and I'm in the back of the van just being tossed to and fro. And I know it was the angels of God that took that van and straightened it up. And that person, whoever, I can't even remember who was driving, got control of that van. And I got saved the next day. My mother asked me to go with her to church because my mother didn't go to church, but she had found a ministry and that was teaching the word. And she asked me to go with her to church. And I went to church and I got saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit in that self-same hour. And I never once had smoked another joint. I never once entertained um, witchcraft. And at the time, I didn't know it, but I was eight weeks pregnant with my daughter. Wow. Eight weeks pregnant with my daughter, who, by the way, is my 41-year-old pride and joy. And she gave me a kidney for Mother's Day 2006. Yeah, and I'm telling you, this, that's another powerful. That's I tell you, God has just been um, He's been so good to me. And sometimes I just sit up here like a big old baby and cry, and I say, Father, why? You know, why have you blessed me so? You know, I my I mean, for my daughter, and, she, and her kidney was a hundred percent match, which children at best are fifty percent match for a parent, a hundred percent match, and that's been um now fourteen going on fifteen years now. Wow. There's so much that I, I can pull from that story. But the biggest thing that I'm realizing as you were speaking, especially at that moment where Satan mm -hmm. manifested himself to you and, you know, yes. declared mm -hmm. in his own yes. way, which is a lie, that night you were going to spend eternity mm -hmm. with him in hell. And it's so crazy in that moment she said, God no. said no he said no and not only did he save your life but he saved the life that's of right your unborn child which would later that's right save your that's life right again that's right who knew who knew june 1st who she knew? was born june 1st 1979 who knew that that day i was i was giving birth to um to my kidney donor and um i tell you god has been so good I physically died at the age of 30. I was, I, like I said, I just mm. turned 66. 36 years ago, I died in the hospital. And um, what happened was my mom and I were in prayer and fasting. And you know, when you fast, you know, we were on a water fast. I, w I was just drastic. I mean, I was like, uh -uh, I'm, we fasted and I was on water. And I had been on a water fast for 21 days. So what happened was, you know, toxins start, you're not doing anything but water. So right. I would get nauseated and I was sucking on lemons. Bad move, bad move. So by sucking on the lemons, I got what's called mm. sepsis. My whole bloodstream was poisoned. And uh, my mother, who was a former nurse, she said it just didn't even dawn on her that her 30-year-old daughter was laying up there dying. So I, I wanted a bath. I could barely talk. And she said, you asked for a bath. And she said, I put you in the tub. And she said that I gave you a bath. She said, I've seen bodies prepare for death before. She said, but it just didn't dawn on me. She said, and maybe God protected me because I might have lost it. She said, but my body started doing things, you know, preparing mm. for death. And then she called her prayer partner, who I call Auntie Louise. And she called her prayer partner and, and Auntie Louise came over. And Auntie Louise said, time she walked in the room, she saw I was lying in the bed because mama got me back to bed. And she saw the spirit of death just hovering over me she said he was about an inch like this laying on me about an inch off of my body and, so, and the lord said rebuke the spirit of death 
in Jesus' name and get her to the hospital now. And I physically died in the hospital and um, I saw Jesus. He didn't allow me to see his face. And I went to heaven and I'll never mm -hmm. forget this as long as I live. And that's why I tell you mothers, pray for your children. God hears your prayers. And um, my mother said they, they had a tube of every opening in my body. She said, Deidre, your lips were blue and you were cold. And she said, and they were there doing everything in their, in their power to work on you. She said, but I knew, she said, I knew that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwelled in me and it dwelled in you. And my mm. mother said, I stood there in that hospital and I screamed, Deidre, come back in the name of Jesus. You shall not die. She said, and people were looking at her thinking she was hysterical. And we believe in praying in tongues. My mother said she started praying in tongues. You know, the doctor was just, you know, they were in there. She said, Deidre, they were doing everything to work on you. You know, and she said, but I was handling it in the spirit. And she said that um, she don't know why, but the nurse came to her and said, Miss Pittman, you need to call the priest. And my, and I, and my mother said, well, we're not Catholic. Why am I going to call the priest? You know, mama said, honey, God was right. using her. Mama right. said, Deidre told her, honey, I'm calling on the high priest, Jesus Christ. And my mother said that she told the Lord, because my mother was a powerful Amen. intercessor. And she said, she told, she said, father. You said your son Jesus is a healer. She said that if if my daughter is not raised up, I'll never serve you another day in my life. She said, because you're a liar. My, my mama was bold. She was an intercessor, right? And she said mm. that the doctors had me, you know, in that room, in you know, in the in the nurses. And she said that she walked in and she said, Deidre, I couldn't take it. She said they were just trying to do everything in their power to, to get you back. And she said she turned away. She couldn't look anymore. And she said, then the Holy Spirit said, rise up and walk by faith, not by sight. So she said she turned and she looked at me mm. and she said, then she told him, I'm getting ready to go home. I'll be back here in the morning just to check on my baby because she had to go home, you know, to check on my daughter. I said on the way home, the devil said she did. Right. She did. Mama said the devil kept saying she did. She did. She did. She did. And mama said that when she got home, um, closed her eyes, she said, Father, show me show me my baby, you know, healed. And she said, God showed her me laying in the hospital bed, reclined um, with a smile on my face. And so she got, mm. she got through at home. She took care of my daughter. Next morning she got up, let, you know, sent my daughter to be with my aunt. I have an aunt that's like a sister, you know, to watch her. And mama said, Deidre, when I walked in that room, she said that you were laying in that bed with a smile on your face. She said, Deidre, I shouted. And I, she said, I shouted that hospital down. And on my end, I went to heaven and, I, and Jesus was sitting on the throne. And mm -hmm. he was sitting on the throne. And it was like, but he was looking over me like a father would sit in a big recliner chair and look over the child like playing on the floor. Mm. And I remember, and I remember the, you know, just seeing these lights mm. and I just flickering back. And then I remember Jesus telling me, he said, go back. He said, your mother is praying. That's why I said the power of a praying mother. He said, go back. Your mother is praying. Mm. And I remember saying, but Jesus, what are those lights flickering back and forth? They were going faster than the speed of light from heaven to earth, from earth to heaven. I said, Jesus, what are those lights? And he never, he didn't answer me. He said, go back. Your mother is praying. So I opened up my eyes. The doctor was black. He turned white as a ghost. When I opened up my eyes, right? And the doc, first thing the doctor, he said, do you know where you are? I said, no. I shook my head, no. He said, do you know who the, you know, that was that who the president is. I said, no. 
And he said, do you know what day it is? Right. I said, June 1st. Well, it wasn't June 1st. It was about a week before June 1st, but June 1st was my daughter's birthday. Mm. You know, so they started, you know, administering care to me and everything. So I was out of that hospital from death. And then the doctor told my mother, she's going to have to go in the nursing home. Her body died. Her muscles atrophied because I couldn't walk, right? My mother said, no. My mother said, if God raised her from the dead, she not going into no, no nursing home. She not going to need one. Honey, I was out right. of that hospital eight days later, out sitting outside with my daughter, because um, she was five years old at the time, sitting outside while she was outside um, playing. So remember, now I told you about those lights I saw in heaven. So about three weeks after I got home, right. I, was, um, I was in my bedroom. And it was no way that I could have heard this except God magnified my hearing. And all of a sudden, I heard this Christian minister who used to be on Christian radio, on Christian TV, when I lived in California. And I heard him say, I saw these lights going from heaven to earth. He said, faster than the speed of light. He said, and I said, Father, what are those? And he said that Jesus said to him, those are prayers before they even get to heaven, I've already sent the answer. Because this man had died. He had, he fell off the roof of his um house and fell head first and busted his head right open and went to heaven instantly and lived to talk about it. And he said that the Lord said that mm. those are prayers before they even get to me. I've already sent the answer. I said, oh, and I mean, how God just... You know, just three weeks later, he didn't answer me when I was in his presence. He answered me through that Christian TV show. I tell you, God is so good. I believe it. I believe it. And now I truly understand why the enemy was so forceful about trying to stop this interview because Deidre and I have been this interview multiple times. I fully understand it now because I've been actually in study more and more in the past two weeks oh, about the Holy Spirit and truly coming to the full understanding of who he is, of the person, the Holy Spirit. I now can understand and receive everything that you're saying based upon what God has been showing me in the past couple of weeks. The most amazing thing that you continue to say and I continue to hear is the power oh, yes. of a prayer, honey? Oh, honey, let me tell you the power of, and you know, and I'm gonna keep it real because see, everybody know Mama D, know Mama D, keep it real, right? Before, you know, I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I used to just, you know, pay, pray sporadically, you know, the prayer. It was just like, okay, I'm gonna pray, you know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna tell you what happened. God got a sense of humor. Now, I told right. you, my mother was a powerful intercessor, right? That woman would pray and fast all the time. We, you know, we had our tax right. business, right? We had an office. I would be like, Mama, I'm sorry. I know you got to pray, but we need to do some taxes too. This is what I would tell her, right? Uh-uh. Deidre, uh-uh, uh-uh. I got to pray. I got mm-hmm. So she pulls up in her office and pray. Well, my mother got sick. She lived to see my daughter get her first master's degree. And my mother got sick in September of 2002. And my mother passed away November 2002. I mean, 6 September, gone November, right? 
And I was like, okay, this is not, mm-hmm. this right here is not working for me, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Because me and my mama, she was only 17 years older than me. My parents are only 17 and 18 years older than me. So, you know, we all, we all grew up together. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was like, mama was just ready. Right. To, and the Lord right. told me she just ready to come on home. So I was like, okay. But what happened was the day that my mother gave up her last breath, that intercessor mantle passed to me. And I didn't know it had passed to me. So the way I found mm. out it passed, you know, we cried at the hospital and everything, you know, we, so we went home. I was on my way home, you know, um, cause the funeral home, you know, they come to pick up mama's body and all that other stuff. Right. So on the way home, I see this lady standing at the, at the mm. bus stop. I just start interceding and praying for the woman uncontrollably. Right. I was like, well, what's going on? Then I'm still driving. I see somebody, I prayed for almost everybody I saw on the way home. Then that night, I couldn't sleep. All I could do was pray, pray, pray. I said, what is going on? Father said, the mantle has been passed on to you. I was like, oh my gosh. And I mean, seriously, I used Mm. to ask God, I said, Father, please, can I get some sleep tonight? Seriously, I really did. I said, Father, can I? Because I would not (laughs) be like, I need some rest, okay? I could not sleep for praying for people, okay? And I always tease and Mm. I tell the young women, the ones that call me Mama D, I'd be like, you know, y'all run around here, you know, crying because you don't have a boo. You know, you want to get married and all this other stuff. I said, listen, l- let me pray. I said, let me pray for you. I said, because, honey, me and mama right. prayed for my daughter's husband when, when she was in the womb. And child, let me just say, he's a, he's a godsend, okay? Mm. But the power of prayer, praying for your children, I don't care what it looked like. I was in the witchcraft. I mean, look. You know, it's smoking, it's smoking age of us. And look, look, right. 60, I am 66 years old with a powerful testimony because God hears our prayers. He hears the mama's hmm. prayers and the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he is your leader, your teacher, and your guide. Do you know the Holy Spirit taught me how to listen to him? He, he taught me. He started hmm. teaching me I was driving one day and he said, I know his voice is always so gentle with me. And he just gently said, don't get over. That car is going to cut you off. Right. That's all he said. He said, don't, don't get over. That car is going to cut you off. So I was obedient. I listened. And sure enough, here come this. If I had gotten over, it would have been an accident. He would just tell me like little things turn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not kidding to the point. Nope. Don't go down that road. Go down this road. I mean, Every step, because see, I always confess that my footsteps are ordered of the Lord. See, I always confess that. And I mean, he right. taught me how to listen to him so clearly. And we have to understand he's a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. Jesus had to go. Yes, he is. Jesus, I go away. But the comforter, I'm going to send the comforter. That's who we have here in this earth realm to, to lead us, to teach us, to guide us in every area of our lives. I don't care what it is. There is no area in our life that God cannot touch, that God is not there. He cares about every single solitary thing from the biggest thing to the smallest thing. But when we have that relationship with Christ and when we really say, you know what, Father, I'm going to trust you, Holy Spirit, Lead me today in my business. Because, honey, I'm in the tax industry. So, you know, it's a constant, honey, praying in the Holy Ghost. Okay. Right. 
it's a constant prayer because honey, these tax mm. laws are something else, okay? Mm. So I have to say, Father, I need you to help me out. Bring that to my remembrance. And I'm telling you, if we just trust in him, lean on him, it's just like sitting up in a big old, um, like in a big recliner chair. You know how you just lean back in that chair? You just uh, relax. That's what we have to do in the Lord. We can't be running around here talking about we got faith, but we don't stand on his Amen. word. He's a stickler for what we say. Amen. Jesus said, you have what you say. I do not confess anything negative. When my daughter was growing up, honey, people would be like, oh, I feel sorry for you. You have a daughter. You know, girls are nothing but trouble. Honey, I looked them straight and I said, Satan, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. My daughter has not come forth for trouble in Jesus' name. I'm bold with mine. I don't let nobody speak. Amen. I tell my doctor. He told me one day, he said, I never seen no, he said, your faith has kept you alive. I said, you got that right, honey. It's the right. power of God. It's the power of his word. Right. And when you know who you are in Christ, you don't have to compete. You don't have to worry. You just walk in your purpose. A lot of these young women nowadays is nothing but competition. I see, you know, on social media, I get so tired of seeing that. I don't know what to do. You know, competition. Nobody want to help each other. I actually help women go into the tax business. I help them do what I do. People say, why do you do that? That's competition. I said, no, it's not. I said, empowered women know how to empower other women. I said, and I'm empowered through God. Amen. <laughs> so absolutely okay. right. Hey ladies, we're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this message. Hey there, ladies. So what did you all think about part one of Deidre's episode? I know you all walked away with something because Deidre's testimony is absolutely out of this world amazing. And I'm sure some of you walked away like, hold up, did this really happen? Is this lady for real? I just want to confirm her story with you all ladies and not to say that I know of Deidre's story because I've seen her story in real life. I can attest and confirm her story because I've experienced some of those things in my own life. If you've been listening to Being E for quite some time, you know that based upon my story, I've seen certain things of the spiritual realm. I've felt the spirit of death at one time in my life. And so I could attest to what Deidre is saying, because as a child of God, as a daughter of his, I can attest to these very things in my own life. And so it leads me to the point where identity in Christ is so important, ladies. Identity is so important. If you leave with anything from Deidre's part one of this episode, leave with this. Solidify your identity with Christ. And the reason why I say that so strongly and believe it with every fiber of my being is that if you listen to Deidre's story, if her mother had not known Christ, if Deidre had not known Christ, Deidre would not be here today. Deidre's daughter would not be here today. Their lives would have been impacted in the most negative way. But because of that identification, God knows Deidre as his daughter and Deidre knows him as her father. In any father-daughter relationship, right, your dad is going to know your voice. He's going to know everything about you. And so when he hears your voice, He's going to respond, especially in your time of need. So when Deidre's mom came boldly before his throne and requested for Deidre's life, 
He responded because he knows her as daughter. She knows him as father. And the same with Deidre, right? They know each other because they have a relationship. And that's why a relationship with Jesus Christ is so important. That's why identity in him is so important because that gives you a confidence and in that confidence an authority to request of him of anything. And if it is of the will of the father, you will receive it. You will get that very thing you are requesting because God doesn't play favorites. What he's done for Deidre, he's done for me, and he can most certainly do for you. But do you identify with him? Do you have a relationship with him? Are you in the family of God? That God forbid, if you have children that fall sick, are you able to go boldly before the throne of God and say, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I request that you heal my son. I ask that you heal my son, not because I am good, not because I am worthy, but because you are good and because you are worthy. And your word says that by his stripes, we are all healed. Sickness and disease should not be able to reign over my child's body. I proclaim the healing that Jesus paid for on the cross over my son or over my daughter. Do you have the authority to break the chains of death over the lives of your children? Does God know you in that way? And so that's why identity is so very important. And if you've been listening to my podcast from quite some time, you know that I went on my own journey of rediscovery before I started this podcast or anything else because I was in that place where I couldn't identify with God anymore. I didn't know who I was in him. I was completely lost. I knew the word, but the word wasn't truly in me. My identity wasn't fully in him. It wasn't solidified in him. And so therefore I had to go on a journey of rediscovery. And I wrote a book, Being Even, Adam's World, talking about that very journey and I put it all in the book so that it would support you ladies who are in need to go on that very same journey to learn who you are in Christ and what he has purposely designed and called you to be. The next point that I want to leave you ladies with is when Deidre discussed the power of the Holy Spirit. Some of you may be like, wow, I've never had the Holy Spirit. I've never experienced the Holy Spirit. How do I get the Holy Spirit like Deidre has the Holy Spirit? I want to encourage you to begin to ask God, Father, I would like the Holy Spirit. Your promises, you promised in your word that Jesus would go and then the Holy Spirit would come. That's a promise. And we can read about those promises in John chapter 14. I encourage you ladies, if you have not already, to read the whole chapter of John, particularly John chapter 14, 15, and 16, because I truly believe that is the blueprint for all believers. And so in John chapter 14, Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. And if you read that chapter, you will come to understand who the Holy Spirit is, why Jesus had to go so the Holy Spirit could come. And all believers who believe in Jesus Christ and has him in their lives as their Lord and Savior has the right to have the gift of the Holy Spirit come into their lives. Okay. And so just 
Pray and ask God for the Holy Spirit and he will give it to you. It is a gift. And if you want more understanding, I recently read a book entitled Holy Spirit, Are We Flammable or Fireproof? This book was absolutely amazing because it was so simple. Sometimes as believers, we make things so complicated. We make it seem that we have to go through all of these hoops to get something from God. And it's not all that. It really is very simple. And so after I read this book, it just gave me further clarity on the Holy Spirit, the person, and as a believer, what we have, what that gift means. And so the author's name is Reinhard Bunk. His last name is B-O-N-N-K-E. His first name is R-E-I-N-H-A-R-D. And so I encourage you ladies, if you would love to get this book, do so. And so it's a really simple, easy to read book. And I encourage you ladies to get it. So that's it, ladies. Deidre's part one series, I pray, was such a blessing to you. Part two will be released this upcoming Thursday. So meet us right here at the same time and the same place to get more gems for your heart pocket. Thank you for tuning in. Well, ladies, thank you for tuning in. I hope this episode blessed you as much as it did me. Before we depart, a quick reminder to head on over to the show notes where you will find all the info to keep in contact with being Eve and to learn more about our guests. Make sure to let them know being Eve sent you. Last but certainly not least, ladies, don't forget to review, share, and subscribe. This is your opportunity to let the whole world know where we gather for absolutely free. As always, ladies, please continue to love, live, and thrive without losing the authentic you.